All right. Good evening and welcome to Lost in the Long Box for Wednesday, July 31st. We were almost a host short tonight because I made a funny on a book Enos brought in and thought he was going to kill me. So. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. As, as always, I am your host, Randall, and I have my cohorts in crime here. Enos. Tommy. And Madman working our boards for us. Hello. How is everybody doing this week? Oh, man, great. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, absolutely good. Uh, um, Enos, something uh, remarkable happened over the weekend that you're, you're great? So what now? Did something remarkable happen over the weekend that you're, uh, you're No, great? no, nothing. Oh, okay. Nothing. Oh, yeah, I saw Shazam, which made our friend Wayne H. man. Yeah, I, I, I disowned Wayne. Yeah, so. yeah, because like, I mean, we had a little banter about that because I was getting caught up on my movies. Right. Well, I, I do have to say, I, I you know, I actually was thinking about that. I love doing this podcast. This is my favorite time of the week. Who are you yeah. telling oh, yeah. me? I yeah. was looking forward to the, I got to say this. I was looking as time started getting dwindling down work, I was like, yeah, I, I'm getting ready for this, man. I look forward to this every week. You know, I don't think I've had this much fun since uh, weekends at the strip club. Oh, oh really? <laughs> that oh, good, huh? Oh, yeah. I made three, four hundred a night, man. Come on. <laughs> oh. Ah. <laughs> Anyhow. Okay. What were they, like 80? Yeah, 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 the well, patrons, okay. about 80 or so? Why you got to go insult me like that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I do. Probably grandma from the Nutty Professor. That's kind of what I do. Wow, everybody's just going to pile on. All right, but I'm bump. Um, so let's go ahead and get to some news items. Y'all want to do some news items? Let's do some news let's items. Let's do some news items. Did you notice uh, it was actually kind of a slow week? I guess everything, uh, everybody spent their load at the uh, SDCC because I yeah, didn't man. find a yeah. lot. There was nothing. I didn't find a lot of stuff that was very interesting. Yeah. Um, I did find this. <laughs> uh, Marvel Comics is bringing back their classic anthology, Bizarre Adventures, in October. Okay. So that was always – remember that used to be that oversized magazine yep. for a long time? And I think they did a couple issues on, like, Marvel premiere and what have you. They also – there's one um, issue. I think it's number 27 that was an X-Men adventure that's quite valuable. Right. Yes. Oh, who did the art on that? I, I don't remember, but I, I actually know the issue you're talking about because it's back when Bizarre Adventures was the oversized magazine and there right. is one X-Men issue. And every, well, it's not that everybody slept on it, but when those over, those magazines were coming out, um, I know at least here in Fredericksburg and probably the case all over uh, the country, a lot of the stores that carried comics didn't get the Marvel Max. Right. So right. you had to have someone that was really dedicated to their stock to get those things. It, even to make it even more bizarre, pardon the pun. Um, I see. I would there. stumble how I came across the magazines. There was just a store that just I was just lucky to be at the right place at the right time, and it carried because that's how I was able to follow the Hulk, and that's how I became a fan of Moon Knight. Right, Moon Knight. Yeah. So I said I don't know if you saw it, but I I um I tried to send a picture. I was out in the antique stores this past weekend, and I found a copy of Werewolf by Night. Oh, I used to love reading that back in the day, man. One. The one, thirty-one. Be- the, the one before the all-important thirty-two. I found thirty-one. Uh, thirty-one is that the one that introduced Moon Knight? No, yeah. thirty-two. Thirty-two. I found, I, but I, I found thirty-one, 32. baby. Aha! He's one away, folks. Well, well here's here's the irony. He told me about this. I'm thinking, you know what? I think that was the same shop at the one where I found it because I thought the same thing. I was like, damn it! I love it when you find that that book that's one off from right. the good one. But uh, and, and you know what? I think I remember exactly what you're talking about because I used to get the Remington Hulk magazine, mm-hmm. and the place where I got it downtown also carried the Marvel previews magazine. And I remember getting the Moon Knight issues and the Star Lord issues mm-hmm. of those. Yep, so we, like, we probably read the same that's, one. That's how I um, – because I never read Moon Knight in the 
comics. I happened to get it, get hooked on him through the uh, backup feature in the Hulk magazine. Yeah, that was that's my first uh, exposure to him. Also, was through the oversized magazine. And look, I'm I found him in the something. comics later. If they ever do a show on this guy, they've got to they've got to go for go to the source material by Doug mentioned well, Bill Well, hang, hang on, hang on, because tonight's subject is going to exactly. be is hurry up and make it already. Yeah, right? exactly. and, and he's one I think. Well, so yeah, save yeah, that to save yeah. it. All right, so. Uh, in the other news items, so you know that um, that new series they're doing, Savage Avengers, which I didn't quite get because it's got like Conan and right, Wolverine. Right. Um, so the annual will be coming out, and they're adding Black Widow to the team. Because okay. when I think of Savage Avengers, I think of Black, I think Widow. Of Black Widow. Black well, Widow. see, you're making fun, but I do consider her to be a little more aggressive, a little more on the dark side, and a little more, you guys look over there, I'll handle this. Yeah, but on par with like Conan and Punisher and... And um, Wolverine, yeah. and, that's, and you can't get no more savage than Conan, right? Uh, well, that just kind of tells me that maybe the book's already in trouble if they've got to bring in Black Widow. I haven't. Well, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I saw the initial buzz when the book first came out, but right after that, as soon as they announced that Mike Diodato was going to be leaving and doing career creator creator own projects that kind of like took the steam off the book so it seemed and, and you might you might not be the only person who decided that too right so uh last week i mentioned that mary jane watson is getting her own series to which tommy replied immediately with why right um, and i'll ask it again why? why well now it gets now it gets better because all the books coming out i think in that same month are going to have mary jane variant covers of course they are 24 of them 24 well, of course they are <laughs> i'm shocked that there's only 24 uh, well i'll tell you what and i i will be devil's advocate here i actually kind of dig the amazing spider-man the black cat and the valkyrie covers over hey some some of those uh co- variant covers are pretty sweet i'm not gonna lie so oh, I, yeah i might be picking them and especially considering i'm already reading those three titles anyway i might just go ahead and make the mary jane version them um so um by the way oh and and you'll like this too and i didn't even notice this i had to go read this the concept artist for shazam admitted that um, our famous friend, Mr. Um, Talkie Tawny the Lion, mm-hmm. yeah. is on the buttons in the costume. Oh. And then they actually had a still from the movie, and I went and looked at it, and you can clearly see like a tiger face in the oh, button. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, man, how did I miss that? Mr. Talkie Well, we all missed that because we saw this, saw this movie twice. Yeah. And, th- and three times with me watching it this weekend, and I still missed it. I, I still have to buy it in, in Blu-ray. You can really see it if you – um. The uh, the scene that uh, was still shotted in the article was from the convenience store. Okay. So when you get the the, the close up of, of Shazam in the convenience store, pause it and then just look at his buttons. I've checked that out because I was like, "There's no way." So don't you think it's time that they gave them names? Them who? Them, them meaning the the Shazam family. Everybody had names because, like, not that. Not that I got an issue with the fact that um, the original Captain Marvel is being called Shazam only. They got to give him a name, man, because Shazam is kind of like what they say. But I like everyone had their own distinct personality. Well, and he well, can't call himself Shazam or he'll change he'll back change to Billy. Back. Right. right. What's your name? Yeah, he just keeps changing. Yeah, and then um, I would think like, you know, I would I would call him what he was originally called from the beginning, Captain Thunder. See, I'd have no problem yeah, with that. Yeah, I'd that would work. Yeah, I'd, well, call, I'd be okay going back to Captain Sparkly Hands. No, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> and um, is there Captain Lightning? If not, that'd be perfect. Right. Well, now think about it. 
because uh, Mary Marvel was all, and I just Mary was always Mary Marvel. Mary Marvel, right? But they changed it because she was in the comics. She was his sister, right? Um, who I don't remember how. Yeah, originally she up. was his. She sister. was his sister. Right. They got split up. Biological right. sister, yeah. right? Exactly. Um, in the movie, of course, she's not. And in later iterations of the comic, she's not, not either, right? But all the other kids have always just gone by their name, Pedro or Darla. What oh, they've never actually given them names, right? So. But again, which is fine too. I don't think they necessarily right. I, need. I, I'm okay with that. I mean, right. they don't need all have a name. I mean, I, I'd like the big red cheese to have a special name. Oh yeah, but, that's what I'm talking about. I, I mean, mean, even if his special name was him. the big red cheese, you know. Yeah, I, I, see, but I always hated that nickname. Yeah, yeah, me too. Oh come on, it's a classic. Um, so also too, um, apparently, I guess Brian Michael Bendis was on uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers, and he showed a piece of the Ryan Sook team portrait for Legion of Superheroes. Yep. And it looks like there's a future version of Dr. Fate in the background. Oh, nice. Because oh. one of the characters appears to be wearing the helmet of Naboo. Oh. So I saw that and like, that ought to be. Awesome. That's always a character that intrigued me. I, mean, I always Fate. liked him. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, because Kent Nelson, that was always the, I always kind of liked the fact that he knew everything, but would sometimes say, I really shouldn't be affecting this because things had to unfold the way they're supposed to. Right. And the hero was like, so let me see if I got this right. You know everything is humped and you're going to stand there and let it happen. <laughs> Well, he's he was a version of DC Sorcerer Supreme, is, is how I always look. Yeah, at yeah. Him. yeah, but 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 he was completely his own character, which made it even greater. Right. I've got that one shot. Hopefully, I'll find it and I'll bring it. That there was a one shot that was done with Walter Simonson doing the art. Man, he does a freaking awesome Doctor Fate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good stuff, man. I'm surprised that uh, we didn't get more of him in all the animated stuff. Because that was a character that could have really yeah. done some good stuff with. Thank all, all, all I can say is thank God for Justice League. You know, Superman brought him out, and um, excuse me, uh, brought him out, and then we saw him again in Justice League. And thank God for that cartoon because other than we wouldn't even see him. And then like, so I'm still trying to figure why did they kill him off in Smallville? That made no sense to me because it was Smallville and. And a lot of stuff was writing themselves in the corners. Although I do have a question. Since you just recently watched Shazam, mm-hmm. is there a hint of fate in that? Oh, that's right. All the closets that they go through, that's uh, tied to the Rock of Eternity and fate. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see at least like maybe the helmet of Naboo as a relic in one of the movies. That, yeah. would, that would actually be really cool. Are you listening there, be. Warner Brothers? I hope so. <laughs> helmet of Naboo. All right. We so. We want Naboo. We want Naboo. Right. New releases. Um. The only thing that would really stuck out for me this week was Powers of X number one came out today. Um, and I don't know. I told Tommy this, and I don't think I, I told you, Enos. Mm-hmm. So I read House of X last week, um, number one. Right. I actually liked it. I, I'll give it up for Jonathan Hickman. He had a really good start in this book. I, Is I, that why it's raining now? That might be why it's <laughs> raining, yes. Hell froze over. Uh, but I, I actually did like it. Um, oh, okay. I think it's a nice different direction he's going with it i want to see where he takes it i've uh, heard good things about hickman as, as far as writing H- hickman knows how to write i, yeah. I loved his stuff on avengers because he was one who set up the whole um incursion and all the alternate earths and the uh, that's good and set up the stuff. secret wars so and then he also had a, a nice run on um fantastic four and i just read he actually wanted a shot at teen titans but mm-hmm. bendis got it so mm, I, I that would, would have been very interesting i would have liked to see what he could have done with teen titans I don't know though because he he seems to be a little bit darker with his his storytelling. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how he would have yeah. actually handled a, a teen team. I don't mm-hmm. really see Teen Titans as a dark book. No, no, 
But but let's be honest. How many times have we said a writer is known for doing a, a particular genre or or vein on something, and we don't see how they're going to work on this other title, and they they handle it fine. Yeah, I mean, I I never really saw uh, Captain America as being a, d- a dark book until Brubaker a pub, took over. until Brubaker got right. his hands and on it, and it was amazing. He took it to a whole nother level. That's probably the best run Captain America's ever and, had. And see, a good writer is is just like a good actor where you think they're not good for a role and then you see them in it and you're thinking, wow, that was really good. And I'm like, yeah. well, yeah, they're an actor. That's what yeah. they're supposed to be able to do. Same thing with a writer. If a writer is actually a good writer, it doesn't matter the material you hand them. They should be able to make exactly. uh, craft something that's you know readable and enjoyable. Yeah, he was great at Captain America. He was great at Daredevil. Um, I did not read his Iron Fist run, but I heard that was good. I thought his, yeah. I, I forgot heard, he did that. I, I I thought his X-Men run was okay, but it was probably my least favorite of the bunch. Gotham Central, amazing. Right. I still need to read that. Good stuff. So that's pretty much all the things I dug up. Like I said, it was a slow news week. I, I read all the stuff that I was like, yeah, I don't really care to talk about that, and I don't really care to get people's opinions on it. Because, honestly, the, the news that we pulled up here is stuff that we read and said, hey, that was kind of interesting. Let's talk about that, or let, let's see what yeah. the other guys thought about it. Um, but before we move on, so... Uh, you know, we're doing this thing now where we show some of the books in our collection. And last week, we showed a fantastic Golden Age book, Batman 21. And I posed a question out there to everybody um, listening that it was a known as a first appearance for a character. And if anyone could guess it, we would give him a prize. Well, somebody got it. Our friend Ted C. Now, he actually um, gave me the wrong answer first. First, he said it was the first appearance of um, – oh, Dang it, Jefferson, uh, Jefferson, not Jefferson Pierce, the, the guy um, who is a uh, Lucius Bat, Fox, Batwing. No, not Lucius Fox, Batwing from the, the new 52 Batman 21. Um, oh, the oh, signal, uh, that guy. Uh, the signal dude. Anyway, I cannot remember his name. I apologize. Up but two. but then I said, well, no, it says you got the right Batman 20 number. It's just the wrong era. So then he got it and he came back with uh, it is the first appearance of the skinny Alfred Pennyworth. That's right, because apparently Alfred was overweight. Prior up, to Batman 21. Up until that time, uh, yeah, he got that. that surgery, the stomach band. He was always uh, a, a rather short. He was short, too. Short, remember, he was short, a short, short rotund gentleman, and then they made him and tall he was and skinny. Clean shaven. Now, here's the thing. Did we kind of cheat there? Of course we did. But it's one of those images that stayed with the character. It's not like they kept changing it back and forth. They suddenly just went with skinny, tall Alfred, and that was the vision that stuck all yep. these years. Question, mm-hmm. what year did that book come out? 1944. It's right on the cover. And do you know the reason why they went that route? I do we not. We should have should have asked that question as well. If any of you have seen the 1943 Batman serial oh, that, that introduced Lewis Wilson and Douglas Croft as Batman and Robin, there was a actor by the name of William Austin who played Alfred in that um in that serial. Um. The serial was not that great, but it's something that is. Um, oh, it I was think hilarious. It, it, it was something that I would say, as a Batman fan, is a must-have. But it was Austin's portrayal of Alfred that led DC to make that change, and henceforth, Batman Thirty One, the Skinny Alfred. You know, I actually remember reading that that they wanted the act, uh, the character in the comic, to reflect the one in the serial, so that when kids bought it, it didn't confuse them. Like, didn't confuse them. My my favorite part of that serial, because it came on Turner Classic Movies for a while, and, and my wife and I sat down and watched the whole thing, was when 
with when Batman and Robin disappeared for a while as Bruce Wayne and, and Dick Grayson. And the woman was like, well, what happened to you? Where did you go? It's like, well, we just got really tired. So we pulled the car over to the side of the road and laid down and took a nap on the, on the grass. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, yes, I actually want to watch that serial, too. Oh, also, my God. I would love to watch the original Captain Marvel serials as well. Oh, my yeah, Lord. That is a must. Uh, let me tell you the serials I think each and every one should have. The two Batman serials, just for the sake of his Batman, the green, the, the two Green Hornet serials with Gordon Jones and Warren Hull as the Green Hornet and Key Luke as Kato. And if uh, the name sounds familiar to you, if you watch Kung Fu with David Carradine, that was Master Poe. Right. And um, Cap- Captain Marvel, which is the greatest serial of all time, and The Phantom, which both were played by Tom Tyler. And remember... Um- Captain Marvel was actually the first the superhero first. serial. It even beat Superman and Batman. Exactly. Screen, so. 1941. Which showed you just how popular Captain Marvel was at yeah. the time. So, But anyway, yes. So, Ted C. out in California, thank you for writing in. You have won. Um, Tommy will be mailing you your Batman 21 no, to you next week. No, he <laughs> won't. <laughs> no. He actually said he would like the uh, facility edition of Batman 181. Um, well, that's good because he wasn't getting Batman 21. It's, it's, it's not out yet, Ted, but as soon as it comes out, I will be picking up a copy for you along with mine. and mail it out to you promptly so i hope you guys are actually watching the stream on youtube because we're going to do that again show you books in our collection we're going to start with what enos brought in enos brought in a gi joe number 16 now there's no first appearance it's not like something tragic happens but it's signed by larry ham yep that looks cool enos give us some details on this book um, I happened to meet Larry Hama at the Hama, Virgi- Hama at Sorry. the Virginia Comic Con. Sat and had a conversation with him, and he gave me some pointers on writing. But um, there is something significant that happens in that um, in that book. Duke gets shot. Oh, oh, okay. Which is something you didn't see on the cartoon, right? And Duke was one of the main characters in yeah, that book, fact, right? Uh, no, uh, not Duke. That's um, that's General Hawk. That's fighting with uh, Cobra Commander on there. General Hawk gets shot uh, in in that particular issue. Okay, cool. Which because, was really weird when you read the comic because the line of, of secession on the on the uh, on the cartoon was Sergeant Duke was in charge, yeah. followed by General Hawk. I never quite understood that, but and, if you watched and, it, and that's Colonel the way it Flag just stayed in the background. Right, Sergeant Duke really was the leader there. Yeah. So the next one we have, and, and Tommy. Forgive me for asking this because I, I don't know this character. Is this the first appearance for this character? This is the first appearance. Okay, that makes sense. So, I and I knew at some point this was going to show up because this is Tommy's one of Tommy's absolute favorite characters. Thor, number 337, the first appearance of Beta, Beta Ray, Ray Bill. Bill. Yes. I found this bad boy for six bucks at the uh, Pittsburgh Comic-Con about ten years ago. I was out there with my friend Mike, and I've been a huge fan of Beta Ray Bill forever because – He's an intelligent humanoid horse with the power of Thor. I tell you what, yeah, um, our friends great. out there on the Facebook group, uh, Comic Book Collecting and uh, Comic uh, Collectors Corner, you need to do for this what you did for Dark Hawk number one. <laughs> so, exactly. Well, it's already shooting up in price. Exactly. Yeah. So, but and not only that, the the significance of this issue is hit this, that again, Batman. This laid the groundwork for the status quo change of Thor. Everything changed for this character after this issue. Thor went from being a 
pretty much a more popular character in the Avengers to being able to carry his book. And like, and just, just in the introduction of Beta Ray Bill, you know, it may not seem a lot, but this, but the way Simon Simonson's art, his storytelling completely gave this book a 360. And this book has never looked back since then as far as having staying power and keeping them. Because like, you know, most books start, and have you know they have a lot of fire with them, then they die out. From the time Simonson jumped on this book, from the time this issue came out, Thor never wavered, and he's still as popular now as he is as as he was when this book came out. And, and, and here's the thing: um, it's issue three thirty seven, so the book was running. But I think about Thor the same way as I thought about Superman for so many years. It was published out of um, habit. Yeah. It didn't have a lot of readers, but Marvel knew they couldn't cut it just like DC knew, like, we can't right. get rid of Superman. Right. Um, right. And I, when we were at the con, I, I told my friend Mike, I said, I bet you we won't be able to find a copy of the first appearance of Beta Ray Bill anywhere. He's just that awesome that everybody yeah. has it and you won't be able to find him. And I found one dealer that had it for six bucks. I said, that's mine. Not to me- I, I remember, too, when Thor Ragnarok came out, Tommy hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. So I IM'd him at work and I said, you're going to love Thor Ragnarok. One of your favorite characters in it. I'm not going to tell you where. <laughs> and he looked for it. There was a holler that came up for me. when we were watching. Ah. I was like, Bill! All right. So the next one we have, Madman, once again, um, brought in game. a beautiful book. Um, Justice League number 13. A beauty Silver Age classic here. Yeah, it's wow, pretty that's cool. freaking awesome. Yes, it is. Spine's messed up, though. Well, you know, when it gets on the cover, when it gets to this, when it gets to this age, and all honestly, as long as it's still attached to the spine, that's a win. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and these are the kind of books that I put in a mylar, and then I don't ever touch it again. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't even read them when I get them. I usually throw it in a mylar and just find a trade collection and I read it. Mm-hmm. But that is a beautiful book. Um, absolutely fantastic. Madman, I'm going to set it on the table over here. The bag yeah, you brought sure. in is I'll, over I'll here. Get it later. Um, however, so. Last week when we did this, um, everybody was oohing and on over Madman's book, and Tommy kept going, Madman won. I'm like, it's not a competition. And Tommy's like, oh, it is. So I decided I'm winning this week. <laughs> so I brought in – you guys are going to love this book. And, and Madman, I apologize. I told you that I thought my earliest issue of Justice League was number 19. Yeah. I was wrong. It's number three. Oh, that's nice. I'm going to oh, turn off the Oh, man, that's freaking First awesome. appearance of Kanjaro. Yeah, look at that beauty. Oh man, that's a great cover. And this is in this is in a beautiful condition. I really cannot believe I got nice. this thing in the shape I did. Yeah, you yeah, did. Is here. Yeah, I, that you, looks pretty high grade. Right yeah, it is. It's. I, I'm tempted to actually send it in to get it graded just because it's, it's number yeah, three. Yeah, number three. <laughs> yeah, I'd do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll let you guys take a quick look at that. I mean that. And I believe I got that. I can't say. I want to say I got it from my buddy Crazy Ed, who I always see down in Dragon Con, but. I honestly don't remember if that's where I got it from. Yes, I did because he sold me that, and then he sold me. I want to say the the Brave and the Bold follow up that still has Kendra Rowe and the Justice League in it. Madman, you want to take a look at this? I'll, I'll look at it later. Sure, that's a pretty book right there. Yes. So I I was going through my box. I was like, what am we going to show off tonight? And I went through that one. I said, okay, that's it. I'm winning tonight. <laughs> I've decided I want it. What do you really, Enos? No, it's one book a week. I, damn it! I, I, <laughs> Give it here. No, <laughs> I'm just showing it to you. I'm just showing it to you. I, I have this one too. Um, so this is from the Grant Morrison era, right? right. Yes, it is. JLA number one um, is a great book. Uh, this is also the series that 
that brought in Tower of Babel, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was a, if yeah, you guys yeah. haven't read Tower of Babel, that's a great story, especially where you find out that Batman has a contingency plan to take out everybody in the JLA if need be. Love that book. And, and creates Love a huge rift between him and the rest of the JLA. Um, these are available in trade. If you've never read JLA, pick up the Morrison run. You're going to love it. Yes, indeed. Thanks, dude. So, all right. Um, Madman, why don't you tell our listeners and our viewers who brought us these fine books this week? Absolutely. Uh, Lost in the Long Box is sponsored by Flashback Comics, located out of Woodbridge, Virginia. And they have tons of new comics, back issues, trade paperbacks, toys, and statues. They are located at 3112 PS Business Drive, just off of Smoketown Road. They're open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. And on Sundays, they're open from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Be sure to tell Troy that Lost in the Long Box sent you. Yeah, I uh, Troy, if you're listening, I actually will be out there Friday. Um, I took the day off, so I plan to go hit, um, hit you early in the morning. Then that way I can hang around for a bit because it seems every time I get up there, I lose a couple hours like that. So, all righty. Um, for our topic this week, um, I actually was very busy this weekend. So I hit the guys up and like, we need a topic. <laughs> so they said, how about those characters that need a TV show or a movie already? Damn it. Because you have to have damn it at the end of that. That's right. Um, so, you know, we can revisit. I think we did discuss it on like once the next space for the MCU. Right. But we can actually pull it up again. And I'm going to start with the Madman. A character that needs to... Someone you think is deserving of a movie or a TV show, an animated, just... I'm going to steal one from Tom and say Booster Gold. Yeah, of course. You know what? I, <laughs> I could get behind a Booster Gold. There are characters that, while I may not like them in comics, I think are really deserving of a TV show or a movie and yeah, can carry it I easily. I think it would work better as a TV show. Oh, absolutely. A, a weekly, especially... And if it would you, be a sponsor's dream. If, yeah, you, yeah, if you go with the Corporate Shield Booster, who's got all the uh, uh -huh. the patches for the, the... And you could do real sponsors, too. You That's know? right. Absolutely. Oh, but it would be... It would, yeah, it would be a, it would be, it, a sponsor's it would be dream. Although I have to tell you, without mentioning names, if I'm ever watching that and I see our company that I work for sponsor on his uniform tv's going right off i'm, like, oh, I'm done yeah. <laughs> no argument there i'd be like i can't escape the damn place okay <laughs> what do you got i'm gonna give you guys one that uh very randy you and i have talked about this and um it would be a great series with a little horror flavor to it but not nothing to scare the hell out of everybody the Phantom Stranger. Oh yeah, that yeah. would. Oh wow, that would be awesome. That could be freaky. Yeah. Do it as an anthology tale too, like a mini, like a TV series. And yeah, tons and, of cameos. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and like and like to have the fan, but like when the Phantom Stranger had his own book, he had some of his own adventures where he would team up with Dead Man. Right. Yeah, I love and, the Dead Man. And oh, they were some be of the so awesome. best stories oh. because that's what made me a fan of oh. the Phantom Stranger. Oh my god, dude! I just had a brilliant idea we need to work we need to work on this brother yeah. um make it like a cop show with phantom stranger or dead man um phantom stranger knows wherever the the bad the big bad is happening and dead man is the guy who jumps into the bodies to find out what they know oh <laughs> oh, oh, oh that would I'm, be freaking awesome see what i'm saying it's like uh all right boston we need to know what he knows. The boss is like ha ah, right why can't we just like go through his you know his belongings you know you've got the physical form boston Jump in the body and find out what he knows. Fine, Fine. <laughs> and and like and and have and have someone like Zachary Levi or someone that that, that that's going to bring the humor 
um to a bit and man make dead man you know f- funny because like now michael rosenbaum did a great job doing his voice in justice league unlimited but they would need a guy like that and also um part of the phantom stranger series just like you were saying madman like have him be like and have at one week have his own adventure right. but have one where he's just an observer where he sees everything I am and, the Phantom Stranger and what have you. Right. And I agree with the Madman. Do you know how many cameos you could oh pull off God. out of I, I would love to have um and make her a recurring character like every so many episodes, like maybe once or twice a season. Zantana. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God, yes. And, and all and always have her have this attitude like, Boys, why are you in my town again? Because mm-hmm. we've discussed this. <laughs> but that's yep. what I mean. It's like the Phantom Stranger can play the straight guy against any other character. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So Oh yeah, we brother, we need to start working on that. Oh yeah. I'll be All right, Tommy, what do you got? I think this would be more aligned for a TV show than it would be a movie. Mm-hmm. Um but I would like to see a Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would that'd, be that'd awesome. That would be fun. Yep. fun. That would be cool. Yeah, I, I could I could see them, you know, the, on Earth X fighting the Nazis because you know Hitler won the war. Right, right. And and I and, you know, like I said, I think it would be better suited to an ongoing TV show. Yeah. Oh yeah. So CW, yeah. if you're out there listening, since <laughs> right. you like to host all the D- DC TV shows, right? And you're essentially about to lose one. Yep. Yeah. Let's let's bring in some freedom fighters here. Let's get Uncle Sam and Doll Man and the Phantom <laughs> Lady and and Black Condor. Black Condor. Yeah. Let's right. get them all. Oh, that, man. Well, make it a period piece too. It's got to be in World War Two. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, you know, it. You could set it in modern day because remember on their Earth. You know, the Germans they are, won, war, they, won World well, War II. Yeah, that's why, what Earth X, right? Earth X, X, yeah. Yeah, win war. You know, the Germans won World War II. So you could set it in modern times. Well, what you do is you make season one be in World War II. Yeah. And then you season set two, season, and you make season one have a cliffhanger where suddenly it's modern day. And mm-hmm. then you come back in season two, like, no viewer, we you haven't missed anything. We did time jump on you. And then blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think I, I would enjoy watching that week after week. I, I, I love the book. I love the current comic that's coming out right now. It's excellent. So is that still going? Huh? It's a 12 issue maxi series. Oh, OK, cool. Yeah. So it's probably going to end soon then, right? I think we're halfway through. All right, cool. So one that I would love to see just because. I will freely admit I love this character. Um, and if you do it right, I think it would be fantastic. Give me a She-Hulk, but do the fourth wall um, John Byrne version that we had in oh, Sensational yeah. She-Hulk. Imagine that as a weekly series. Mm. And do the whole Jennifer Walters lawyer thing, um, but have her stuck in She-Hulk form. Um, you, and then actually just do – because everyone forgets. She was breaking the fourth wall before Deadpool was doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but if you if it came out now, people would be like, "Oh, they're just copying the Deadpool bit right. gags." Yeah. Well, you I would still think would, that. I'd watch it though. But the diehard comic collectors wouldn't know. Yeah. Because um, uh, honestly, a lot of the and I don't mean any insult or disrespect to Deadpool fans, but a lot of the Deadpool fans have only been in comics maybe the last ten or fifteen years. They don't True. know there was something yep. before that. Uh, are you there? Ooh, yeah, that. Switch down, down boy. right there, buddy. <laughs> Switch to decaf. Oh, hey, hey, just tell the truth, fellas. You, you need a soapbox to step on, brother. Nah, man, I'm, okay. good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, if you need a few moments to, you know, oh, no. rant, go right ahead. I'll say, no. yeah. what's uh, but, um, I'm going to do my joke. Enos got a little hot in the <laughs> car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Madman, you got somebody else? Something uh, that you said, damn it, why isn't this on TV or, or a movie yet? Uh, we'll come back to you, Madman. Tommy, yeah. what do you got? <laughs> I think this would be, be uh, probably good either way, either movie form or um, or TV show form. Uh, Matter Eater Lad and the Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> so hold up. <laughs> so hold up. 
is the title have to actually be <laughs> Matter Eater Lad and Legion of Superheroes? Could it just be Legion of Superheroes with Matter Eater Lad in it? Well, if you want it to be Legion of Superheroes starring Matter Eater Lad, that's fine. <laughs> no, God. I mean, you have to have the best. That best. Oh Legion my Arrow. God! Okay. But no. But all, in all seriousness, the Legion of Superheroes—they're—they're they're, you know kind of a mainstay uh, through through DC, and you know I've been around for for quite some time. Well, Solid characters. Well, Solid didn't characters. Uh, Cartoon Network have a Legion series there for a while? An animated um, Legion. Kids, uh, kids WB did. Yeah. yeah, Kids WB. I don't really count that. It yeah, was um, it was very well done. It was it was in a block that um it, they started the Batman cartoon, finished it up, and it was. I'm looking for it on DVD because I thought it was a great show. Quiz time. Who was the voice of Timberwolf? Why you always got to go this route with me? Um, I don't know. I didn't watch the cartoon. Um, Bragging give, about how much you know. Uh, I'll give <laughs> right. you. Oh, all of us know who he is when I tell you. Um, he was a very po- I'll give you a hint. He was a very popular character on the TV series Family Matters. Arkel? No. Oh. Uh, wait, hang on. A pop- See, I only know. Was it Carl? Carl Winslow. No, I only no, know Earl, I only Carl. know Urkel and the guy who played Carl. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know their names. Was it the guy that played Eddie? Family no. Matters. Wait. Family Matters. Oh wait, Family Matters. That's the one with Falky and uh, is it Bronson no. Pinchot. No, no, you're no, thinking that, Perfect Stranger. Perfect, Perfect Stranger. Stranger. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm Family Matters spun off from that. So, was it the kid that played Richie? Was it? No. Okay. He's the coincidentally he's on the Young and the Restless now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Go Richie. Okay. So like we about running out characters. Ina, just spill it. Yeah. Spill it. <laughs> Sean Harrison, a.k.a. Waldo Geraldo Faldo. Oh, my oh, goodness. Waldo. Wow. I didn't even remember him. I'm glad he's still getting paychecks. <laughs> so I didn't even watch his show. So I was and, and, and he did he did an excellent job as Timberwolf. And it's like, if I hadn't read the credits, I wouldn't have known it was him. I totally, totally didn't know that. But again, I didn't watch that cartoon. Um, missed out. Because bit. I think there was other things going on at the time, and I missed it. It was um, good stuff. But I would like to see another one. Tommy's absolutely right. That would be a fantastic. It, right. I, I think it would pull off better as a cartoon, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it might. because Only you know, because it would be pricey if you did live action. Yeah, because yeah. it's going to be set in the 31st century. Right. And I think, personally, I mean, I would say that, you know, you can have them be inspired by Superboy or Superman or Supergirl, whichever route you want to right. go. But I think I'd leave them out of it. Well, you could, have, you could have a nod like a, a Superman museum or something. Just right. to actually right. have them in it. Yeah, I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have them in it, you know. Just because I, I'd want to keep it the, you know, well, the Legion I would show. do the same thing that they're doing with Supergirl. Have Tyler Hetchling come in as Superman, but only when you need him. Right. Like, yeah. like, like the series, the season finale, something like that. Just keep bringing back the Saturn Girl, please. Yeah. Keep oh, bringing yeah. back Saturn Girl. Okay. We'll <laughs> come back to where we were. Um, so have you given me your, your other choice for, for a movie character? Um. This is another obscure one, but I think it would be exciting as a TV show, uh, special effects. The Challengers of the Unknown. That would be awesome, actually. Yeah. You know who could, well, that really needs to be. That needs to be like on HBO, HBO or, or AMC, like somebody that can get gutsy with their shows. Yeah, exactly, because these are guys who take risks, and and being that they're living on borrowed time, you know, it would need to be probably, you probably write Netflix or a premium channel like HBO, Showtime, something like that. Well, probably HBO because Warner, Time Warner owns it. But, um, yeah, I have always wanted to see them in another form. I loved how they kind of like alluded to them on Batman the Brave and the Bold. Right. Um, during that episode when Star with Starro the Conqueror. And um, but they ended that so stupid with Bawana Beast being like, "What the?" And he was in love with Vixen. I'm like, "What the?" 
What about John Stewart? There's man? only so much you can do with Buona Beast. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, any reason we get to see Starro is a good reason. So. Oh yeah, I do love me some Starro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one that I have, and I think you and I have talked about this, um, and I know Madman's probably just going to shake his head like, "What in the hell is it with you and this guy?" I really want a Moon Knight movie, <laughs> but see, see, but uh, you know what? Do it if you really want to separate it from Batman because everybody's going to make Batman comparisons. Make it more of a, a mystery horror. Do the whole thing where um, we see um, what is his name, Jake Lockley, or uh, um, Mark Spector. Mark, Mark Spector. We see him in Egypt. We see him get knocked out by grave robbers and right. and Conchu statue and seeking the vengeance. And, and make the robbers actually be like another ancient uh, Egyptian cult that's come back to power. And he has. So yeah, if you go more of a horror with uh, Moon Knight. I think that'd be great um, because look what if you've seen the ad for New Mutants, New Mutants looks fantastic, and they went more of, of a horror route with it. Um, it's probably never going to see the light of day. Right. Thank you, Disney. No, it's not looking well, is it? No, it isn't. And that movie was done two years ago. Right. Well, they pushed it back. I think now it actually does have a release date for 2020, like maybe August 3rd, 2020. I don't remember, but I, I just have DVD a bad. The following week. I, I have a bad feeling it's going to get straight pushed straight to DVD. DVD yep. Or just shelved. Which if it gets shelved, then I'll just wait a year and it'll show up at the cons. At, uh-huh. so, Somebody have a bootleg of it. I, I never buy the bootleg DVDs at those places. Um, only because the one time I did, literally like a, a half a year later, CBS actually put out the, the actual cleaned up version of it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? with Because I bought the Flash bootleg DVD. And then like the following year, CBS announced they were releasing it on DVD all cleaned up. Uh. And, and I'm like, really? I at one point in time had the, the bootleg series for Batman, the TV series. Right. Well, um, I probably still have it somewhere, but now I have the Blu-ray version. So yeah, yeah, I've got I've got that also with where they, like they took it from the Studio Masters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is ABC, so oh. I I still kept that just a bit, but I got it on when it. Broke. I can I can tell you the Flash one I had. You can straight up tell it was copied from someone's VCR on their TV and then oh, yeah. burnt onto a disc. It was oh, that bad. That good, huh? So, uh, but I, I ironically, I, I hate to say this, I am going to probably hit one up when I hit Dragon Con in a few weeks because there's a couple movies that I want to try and get that I know is never going to get dropped um, legally, I guess to speak. Um, like, I would like to get the um, the other um, WW character uh, with Adrian. Adrian Pilaki? Yeah. Yeah. That is absolutely terrible. Have, have you seen it? No, but that's it's it's, it's bad. It's it's right I, up there I, with the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. I, I have to have it. <laughs> yeah, a buddy of mine has that. He picked up the bootleg copy at Pittsburgh Comic Con. Wonder back. Woman. Yeah, years back. It's it's bad. Uh, yeah, the the blue boots kind of threw it off, but but I, I don't necessarily think she made a bad Wonder Woman. No, right. but, the show was but bad. the show was not badly. Right. She can't be any worse than Kathy Crosby in a 1970s. Song oh, movie. shut <laughs> up! Oh my yeah, I, God! I, I, I think I think Adrian Pilecki. <laughs> Anytime I can upset Enos as a win. <laughs> Every time I saw that movie, I'm like this. And Kathy Lee Crosby is not an ugly woman, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but you wind up when you watch it, this is not no damn Wonder Woman. I'm going to put a trigger switch here. Yeah, and every right. time I trigger Enos, I'm just going to flip it. <laughs> and this was fighting for Carl Maltabar. And you were just waiting to go, welcome to Fantasy, Fantasy Island. Island. <laughs> right. Or talk about the fine watch Herbie, watch Herbie come out of her closet to play. To play, to play. play. Right. <laughs> Mad Men, have you got something over there? I was thinking like Darkhawk. Yes. See, yes. <laughs> See, he did that just to counter my Moon Knight. Go ahead. You know what? Yes. 
Uh, I think that it could work like the way that the greatest American hero works. Absolutely. Like they're yes. trying to figure out the tech. That you know, he accidentally hurts people because he doesn't know everything it can do and stuff like that. I think that that could be really interesting. That and, would be money. And here's yeah. the thing, even though I don't get the fascination with that character, and I swear to you, I'm gonna find a Dark Hawk one. I'm going to join the club when I get to Dragon Con and I will show it when I have it here. Um but I actually think the time is right for another superhero drama slash comedy. Yeah. Um, because remember, Greatest American Hero, even though it had its funny moments, it had its serious moments too. Absolutely. Um, and I think we're ready for another one. We Absolutely. can make it a dramedy, right? Yeah. Right. Um, although I hate that mixed mash word. Yeah. Although NBC tried it last year with Powers, and I yeah. think I was the only person watching it. Yeah. I actually dug it. I, I thought it was good. I didn't even know that they did that. Yeah, it, it didn't make a full season. It didn't stay around. I was very gonna say, long. yeah, that's part it had, of the reason uh, why. The only two people I can remember in it was uh, Vanessa Hudgens, who was really cute in this, by the way, and uh, Alan Tudyk, a Firefly fame. Mm. But the whole premise is, um, it was a division of uh, Wayne Tech that made all these everyday devices for people to live in the real world that had superheroes and supervillains in it, type of thing. And Alan Tudyk was like the um, outcast cousin of the Waynes who was running the company. Was he the one that did Conman? Yes. Too? Yes. Oh my and God! Isn't that was he funny. also the guy that's uh, um, a mainstay on the DC animated films as a voice artist? He does a lot, a lot of voice. A l a n t u d y k, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, I believe yeah. He's, a voice, he's, he's. I voice think he's. Joker. I think he's one of Andre Romano's uh, favorites. Yeah. She's had a stable of her actors that she pulls all the time, um, but he was also. Um, a, a, and this is tells you kind of a fan I am of Alan Tudyk because he's such a great actor. He was also in A Knight's Tale. He's uh, one of Sir Ulrich's uh, uh, traveling companions that he picks up along the way. Is that the Knight's Tale? That's Heath Ledger? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, he's the red-haired guy um, that's traveling with them when uh, they're doing their little con jobs. I haven't oh. seen that movie in years. Yeah, I only saw it the one time. Yeah. No interest in seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go back to this subject because I've done triggered two people and I triggered one of you twice, which is a new record for me. Um, I'm lost. Who we got? Uh, I'll go. What the heck? Um, another one that I think would be a great TV series. I don't know if it would necessarily work as a movie simply because I would want to see more continuing stories with it instead of just one or two movies and then be done. So back, I guess, maybe in the early 2000s, Marvel did an all-female version of the Defenders called the Fearless Defenders. Oh. Fearless Defenders. I'll get this out. But it had like Valkyrie, Misty Knight, Danielle Moonstar, Clea from Doctor Strange, right. um, Annabelle Riggs, who honestly I don't know who that is, and Warrior Woman. Um, I think that would be a great TV show. Um, bring them on. Like It could be another great CW. It could be like an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC. Mix up the team. Still have Valkyrie on it. Bring in Jessica Jones on it. Um, go ahead. Use Clea. Use Misty Knight. Um, but maybe get a couple other characters. Get, and I have to throw it in there because I love her, get maybe Tigra or Hellcat on it. Yeah. Um, so I would think a Fearless Defenders all-female team would be great on television. Maybe you can replace Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with a listening ABC slash Disney. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's probably about time for Agents. I know it, it's going into the last season with for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think it's probably about time for that. Maybe They're getting ready to wrap season. up. Yeah, because I I couldn't get through the Cree season. So, uh, What season was it? Because I lost interest midway through season two, I think. I think it was the season before last. The that last was the Cree season. Well, the last one I watched was when Gemma was trapped on the weird um, desert world. Okay, yeah. And, yeah. and then I was like, okay, you've just totally lost my interest. So that's what I have. Um, Enos, what do you got for something that should be made a movie I've or television two. show? Okay. 
First one is one of your favorites. And the last time we saw her um, in any realm other than comics was back in 1979 with her own animated series, the original Spider-Woman. Oh, I would Jessica love some Drew. Jessica Drew, yes. I loved her. My second one is one of Tommy and mine's personal favorites. We were talking about this today. Even though we've seen them in other avenues and guest shots, we have yet to see a big budget Justice Society of America film. Yeah. I would really love that. I would that. like to see that because, and even though and we've seen that's Hawkman. That's a World War II one. Exactly. Yes. Even though we've seen Hawkman on Smallville. And um, I loved him on loved that version of Hawkman and Hawkwoman off of uh, Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends, that was a great. That's the only. I hate to say it, but it's the truth. That's the only reason I bought season one because I loved them as those two characters. I would like to also see the Hawkman in the Justice Society because he was an integral character. But I would also like to see a feature film, Hawkworld. Wow, that could be really awesome because you could pull in the whole Rand Thanagar war. Exactly. Uh, you could pull in Adam Strange. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of potential there. You could even do a small cameo of the of the, the Lantern Corps and the Guardians. Exactly. Have them there's for like so five many and say, openings where you can go with that. And you, could, yeah, and you could also introduce another obscure team and really give them a little momentum, the Dark Stars. Wow, I was just, I was just thinking you could pull the Dark Stars in too. Yeah. Um, are they still around in current yes. continuity? Yes, well, but you don't see them yeah, much. They're there. Um, they've kind of taken the, the 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 point of view of you guys have screwed everything up. We're going to police our little section of space, and then if you guys can't handle it, then we're going to talk to you about it. But until then, we're out of it. Donna Troy was a, a dark. She, so oh, was John wow, Stewart. Yes. So, John, John, so Stewart. was John Stewart. That was when it was pretty obvious that Teen Titans had lost its way, and so they wanted to do more with the Donna Troy character. She's a good character. I think a lot more could be done with her. And I think the same thing with Jon Stewart. I think the Green Lantern books mm-hmm. had lost her way, and they said, well, we really need to use Jon Stewart. Right. And unfortunately, Dark Stars didn't run. I think it only ran two years, didn't it? Maybe yeah, three at, at most. most. It, it put Travis Cherist on the map. Right. But it was a pretty good series. I liked it. Um, well, here's a great thing. Uh, if you did a JSA movie, you could use all those characters that no one's seen. Right. So you can Jay not Garrett. just not just the Hawk uh, Hawkman and Hawkwoman, but you could get um, the Golden Age Sandman. You can get Golden the Golden Age, Age Adam. Adam. You could pull the Jay Garrick Flash in. Wildcat. Um, Wildcat. Um, you could pull yeah. in Liberty Bell. Mm-hmm. So that would have a lot of potential. My only problem is, unfortunately, is I think too many people would immediately put it right next to Avengers and Justice League and compare it. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I mean that that is definitely one that you would have set in World War Two. Yeah, you would right. have you would have to make that a period piece. But 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 I gotta agree with you on that, Randy, because comic book fans don't don't do their homework. Right. They be talking about, oh, you're trying to make the Avengers. No, they these guys predate the Avengers. Do your comic fans do your homework? Yeah, they're you know, the first superhero team. Yes. You know who you pull in for the villain though? You don't use Hitler. Per Degaton. Oh, <laughs> per Degaton. He, he would have to. It, that's almost like a no-brainer because right. 
when they introduced him in All Star Squad, that completely reinvigorated right. the interest in the Justice Society. Most definitely. Well, he remember in one of the JLA JSA crossovers, he's the villain they take yeah. on too. And and pl- I mean, you could tie him to Hitler. You could actually have like a couple of scenes where he reports to him and he's off camera. But you make Per Degaton the big bad guy. The big guy, yeah. right? And I think I think maybe leave Hitler out completely. I mean, he's yeah. it's World War II, so he has to be mentioned. Right. But right. just you know, don't have him on screen. Right. Yeah. And it could be just a simple thing of, uh, so, you know, where Per Degaton is talking to like his minions, like the Fuhrer is not going to be happy and I would report your failure to him. And right. Right. Done. So that, yeah, that would be, I think that would make an excellent TV show, movie, whatever. I think that would be a better one for episodic TV show too. Yeah, it could probably, yeah, actually it might pull off better as TV. So I think it could work both, but I think I'd like to see it week after week personally. Yeah. Well, it's another one where you could tell um, so many stories. The problem is, and this is not with the characters, as much as I find that period pieces, TV shows don't tend to last very long because people just for some reason can't – I don't know if the history boggles their mind or – they they need their glowy and shiny modern day stuff. Move into the future, right? You know? Right. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it would. Well, it it have a limited shelf life because at some point the Allies have to win World War Two. Exactly. See, I'm I'm torn because you're both making a good point. You know the eventual outcome, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that it could only go so far because, and but remember, if you set this on Earth X, Hitler wins. So right. you could take a little artistic license and make the JSA be on Earth X. You could, and then you could, you know, run. You could run the JSA followed by Freedom Fighters, and then you could have Freedom Fighters in back as to well. back. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, it could work. What do you? What do you else you got over there for? Uh... Well, we talked about it uh, him just a little bit here, uh, not too long ago, when we were talking about Green Lantern. the uh, The first Green Lantern movie obviously flopped, right? So let's take another stab at it, but this time with John Stewart. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, that would work absolutely. You know, absolutely. Um, you know, first choice would of course be Idris Elba. So, but, but yeah, he's, he's going to be in the new Suicide, suicide Squad as yeah. an unnamed character. Yeah. And you know, you don't have any idea how much I'm hoping that he's going to show up as unnamed character, John Stewart. Yeah. Because it could happen. Absolutely. It could happen. If you don't get him, um, David Ramsey, who plays Diggle, yep, he could on, be good for um, yep. Arrow, would be excellent, John Stewart. And the um, rapper Common would be a great John Stewart if you saw. Uh, the the last barbershop film, and or of American Gangster, he was in that. Guy's a great actor. Don't don't sleep on. But you all know, even though we have it and it's getting ready to wind up, how many of y'all want to see Charlie Hunan as Oliver Queen? I I would love to see him. <laughs> see him. I would like to see a Green Arrow show, but take it from the Denny O'Neill stories where. He's the man of the streets. Yeah. That's that's what I didn't like about Arrow. Is yeah. That he's, it, it was it, too Batman. Yeah. Right. right yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and he's and he's not this man of conscience, the man of the people that he is. Mm-hmm. And 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 that is where I really lost my mojo, so to speak, for watching the show because I was wondering when he, when he was going to ever get to that because some of the um if you read World's Finest back in the 70s when they were a dollar comic, Elliot S. Magan, who's primarily known for writing Superman, wrote some excellent Green Arrow backup stories that dealt with social issues. And Daniel O'Neill laid the groundwork, as we all know, right. through the hard-traveling heroes. But 
they didn't. I don't know why they went when they brought Arrow. They went completely away from that. When the truth of the matter is, that is Green Arrow's bread and butter. They right. didn't even take that from him when they introduced him on Justice League Unlimited. Right. Well, right. I think that that um, generally, I think a lot of like, especially live action shows, they want to stay away from uh, direct social commentary. Right. And so I think that's why they, they steered away from that. I mean, after all, the the Batwoman trailer came out, and there's a big percentage of dislikes on it because it's very, uh, got this, you know, uh, feminist kind of uh, taint to it. Right. And a lot that turns off a lot of collectors who, you know, are admittedly male. And so um, I think generally they, they want to steer away from stuff like that. But if they did do something like that, I think that'd be truer to the character and oh, so yeah. forth. And it's okay to and have he deserves him, that and have him skew left, you know. Right, and, that, and that's fine. And I would I uh, would also say in that same vein is that a Hawk and Dove series could be interesting. Oh man! Wow, that would be awesome. That would be freaking awesome. So, which Hawk and Dove are you going to use the Hank um, and Don Hall? Hank yeah. and Don Hall. Hank and Don. For so sure. you're not gonna, you're not going to use the um, the female dove for that. Well, well, she's already making an appearance in uh, Teen Titans. Okay, and Mink, I Minka Kelly. Right. I forgot that. Oh, Minka Kelly. I need Lord, to get around to watching those. I, yes, so. you do. Yes, you do. Because I still got to finish Swamp Thing. You're going to love what you see when <laughs> you see Minka Kelly. I'm going to leave that alone. All right, I'm going to leave it there on that. So I actually had a couple more that I was thinking of. This one I think would work as a great animated series. Um, I would love to see, and I think it would just be fantastic if you actually kind of even brought it into real world like you did with uh, Howard the Duck. Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew. <laughs> I think that would be a fantastic cartoon. Yes. Uh, that that might, would definitely be <laughs> Yeah. That might actually be able to hold its own on a primetime slot, too. Oh, I yeah. Think. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't even think about cartoons. Mr. Mitchell Plickett. Yeah, exactly. Would be awesome. Oh, that would be great. To, but, but if you're going to do it, I got to tell you. Get Gilbert Gottfried. To oh, no. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, but well, he was the no. voice of uh, Mr. Flick on Superman. So I will, I will freely admit, I cannot stand Gilbert Gottfried. His voice uh, just is like nails on a chalkboard. chalkboard yeah. But he is fantastic as, as Mr. Mr. Mixel. You got to watch that episode <laughs> of Superman the Animated oh. Series. That was him. So you're going to tell me that I don't. <laughs> you know what? It might be all right. I could, I could kind of see. He, oh yeah, I could kind of. That is the look, only look. time that I was okay with that. That I'm man Gilbert is can't stand him, but <laughs> God, he nailed Mixon. Oh play. yes, he did. He, he was did. born for. That. Okay, dude, back the hell off because you're blowing my eardrums out. And you know, and, and another movie, and I think this would be a fantastic movie. I would love to see a Firestorm movie. Oh yeah, dude, I and, was thinking about that, but I was thinking that you, we probably it's being that he's on. Um, Legends of Tomorrow, right. but I want to see Robbie Amell back as Ronnie. Absolutely, and I want Professor Martinstein, and, and, and I want Ronnie, Garner. and I want him to be a a new hero along the lines of Shazam, not figuring it out. And I want like a cameo by like one of the the big Trinity, Superman, Batman, or Wonder Woman, where they're like, okay, so you're really making a mess of things, and. and you know, that's a character that I honestly don't know why he isn't more popular than what he is. Yeah, I agree. I, oh, I've, yeah. I've never understood oh, yeah. it. He has a cool power set. He's got a cool look. Right. You know, I like and he's got a cool origin. I mean, yeah. I just I've never understood why Firestorm wasn't a much more po- uh, popular character. But yet they took one of his main nemesis, Killer Frost, and she's on Flash. Yeah. And yeah. that character is really working. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's been on Legend and he's been back and forth Flash, Legend, what have you. But I, I think he needs a big screen treatment. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It could oh, it yeah. could work. 
it could work. I mean, no one thought that uh, you know Guardians of the Galaxy was going to work, and well, it did. So and you and never just, know. just imagine how great it would be. He's in a heavy combat scene. You're having Martin Stein's voice telling him the chemical composition he needs to change, and he screws yeah. it up. You're like, no, Ronnie, I said two oxygen, and it's like, well, what? And then yeah. you, you totally and, get the wrong result. And a lot mm -hmm. of people do not realize how great of a dynamic is for a writer to like to have two personalities, two personalities to work with. We as the readers see it, but those people who he's around don't. And that makes it great. Who are you talking to? Yeah. Exactly. Right, uh, and it and you could have that, crazy. and you could have that all the time. He's he's talking to somebody, and everybody's looking at him like, okay, I just got saved by a crazy man. Do exactly. You, what and, I do? And, and and to piggyback off what Tommy said, I thought that um, around the time he made his appearance on during the last two years of the Super Friends series, which became Superpowers and the Galactic yeah. Guardians, I th and that made his book. The Fury of Firestorm really sell. Yeah. Because Raphael Kayana was doing the art and man, he completely That was a good art. I got yeah. couple, I got some of those. Hey, yeah. look, um, a guy that we talked about a few weeks ago did the initial issue of The Fury of Firestorm when it came out in eighty two, and that was Pat Broderick. Yeah, oh, I love me some Pat Broderick. Art. He was he's I love his um Firestorm, but when Raphael Kayana got on, they introduced Firehawk. Back in '83, oh yeah, man, good stuff. And I and his star was rising. And then after the Galactic Guard, the Super Friends went off. It was just like everything just fizzled, and he became kind of like Aquaman, a great character that nobody knew what you to could, do. And you with. could actually pull Firehawk in at in the at the end of the movie, and like, kind of like Shazam, have her show up, and yep. or maybe set up for the sequel, right? Where where you could find out there was more than one person affected by the nuclear explosion at the power plant, and, and you end it with her showing up and thinking, so how do these powers work? Oh, Fade excellent. Out. I got one more before we wind up, and this is for you. Even though we're probably going to see him in the feature film, I want a standalone Mr. Miracle movie. Absolutely. And they actually confirmed um, today, as news article I missed, actually, um, that Darkseid and the female Furies are going to be in a movie. Oh, that movie's going to kick some serious. So, yeah. You know so, if she's bringing in Dark Side and Female Furious, we'll get a Mr. Miracle. Oh, yeah. And don't think I won't be commissioning that costume the Who day after. <laughs> you're going to show up at the theater in your Mr. Miracle costume. Oh, you're a brilliant. I knew I kept you around for a reason. Yeah. Gonna uh, you don't the think you could have come up with that on your own? No, I probably would not. I would have thought about it probably the day of. Well, I'll you know? tell you what, yeah. you would look a lot better than some of them fools that was at Paragon when Man of Steel debuted. Now, now be nice. Dude. Cosplay is for everybody. I know. Not if you don't do it right. You walk around these baggy shorts and a darn little sticky little Velcro Man, cape on. Your, your trigger is just stucking on today, isn't it? Right. You started it. <laughs> Someone peed in your cornflakes. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, remember, we do have our sister shows. Madman has got um, Shock Monkey Radio every Tuesday night from 6 to 7 p.m. Um, then we have our comics online podcast monday nights 9 30 to 10 30 um, p.m um you can also catch us at lost in the long box at gmail.com as they used to say on hr and puff and stuff keep those cards and letters coming you know this um, <laughs> we also have our patreon if you want to go show a little love there patreon.com slash lost in the long box.com enos has got our sister pages realm of superheroes comics and pop culture and batman yesterday today and forever but i'm pumped look at that i got them all out there yeah. Find so, us on YouTube so you can uh, check out the comics we showed today. Absolutely. Hit Until the bell next, so you know when we uh, 
right. or one word. Sure, especially now that we're doing the um, show, show, and show, and show and tell here. That's right. So until next time, we're going to be down here wondering which came first, Galactus or the Beyonder? Huh. Why, Madman? We are lost in the long box. Yes, we are. See how I dug deep for that one? Yes. I did. <laughs> you, went, you went on the gut on that one. That's a deep dive. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone.